Hello, friends. Today, my guest and I discuss sex, work, and self-development. She is a companion and certified life coach uh, based out of Vancouver. I'm glad we got a chance to schedule this in when she was in town so we could air this episode right before the new year for all you goal setters and New Year's resolution fans. I hope everyone enjoys my conversation with the elegant and poised Michaela Banks. There's a lot of people who are trying things that they've never tried before. Sex! Why do you think people don't see it as work? I don't know. I think it's just too much stigma. What do you mean we can't just go tell people? The vast uh, complexity of human sexuality. The escort. Deconstructed. Welcome to Toronto, Michaela. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I can't believe it. You said you've never been to Toronto before. I've passed through uh, um, flying before, but I haven't actually stopped to spend any time here. So mm-hmm. that yep. is the number one, what everyone says, Brenda Pearson. <laughs> right. <laughs> they have everything you need. What is it? A huge shopping mall in there. It's ridiculous, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they have Black Friday sales at the airport. <laughs> Just what we need, right? Just the alcohol. <laughs> Actually, right now, there is a, I think it's Johnny Walker label, whiskey tastings for free in Union Station. So. I saw that. Did I you stop and it. try it? I, I'm not a whiskey drinker, I but I was tempted because it was free. Someone's really <laughs> happy walking past that yeah. holiday spirit. Um, so please tell me, how did you pick your name? I've been so curious because I think we all have like a process. I can't talk about anybody else's process, but mine was kind of funny. It was, uh, I used to have a coworker named Michaela and I was always, Oh yeah. Yeah. I was always low key jealous. Every of her time. name? Of her name. <laughs> because I was like, that's a good name. <laughs> I think that might be the biggest compliment. I don't think anyone's ever thought that about me. <laughs> Wait, did you tell her? I didn't tell her. Okay. So no. maybe they do think that. I just don't know. I just, I just stole it. And became a sex worker. It's like the opposite of how I'm like, oh shit, I know someone named this. I can't possibly be that. Because I'll just be picturing that person having sex the whole time. Yeah, no, I made off like a thief in the night. <laughs> Wait, so do you ever picture Michaela having sex? As no. people call you Michaela, you're like, no. oh, like that Michaela. <laughs> Definitely not. No, I feel like I just, I related to the name so much. And um, when I came back into the industry the second time around, I tried out Brianna for a minute. Mm. Didn't fit. Didn't work. Is it because of Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> it wasn't. But it might have been. I don't know. That's a brand and a half, that. <laughs> Brianna. Brianna Banks. But uh, no, I had to go back to my roots. Michaela. I like that. Mm. It's a good name. Um, I kind of like a little bit of masculinity in the name. It's like Michael, but not. Right. And my friend told me it was a total power move. Yeah. And I like that. In numerous ways. Yeah. (laughs) Badass bitch. (laughs) Well, then you said you, this is your second name. How long have you been in the industry to date? I originally started in 2014. Okay. Yeah. So I was in for about two years and then I took a year off and then returned in 2017. Um, why did she take that year off? I'm making silly eyes. You guys can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassed silly eyes. Um, I fell in love and I oh, left. Nice. Yeah. I, I quote unquote retired. <laughs> yeah, as we all do. Right. This is like a <laughs> continual story that every escort tells. I fell in love. We stopped and now here I am again. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> Wait, was it a nice interlude of love? It was partly nice. <laughs> 
there were some really cool things that came out of it mm. um, that have led me to where I'm at today. So I definitely appreciate that little moment in life. Are you guys still friends? No. <laughs> of course. We're not. I mean, if you were still friends, you'd still be fucking. Basically. Right? I'd still be, I'd still be retired. <laughs> I'm down for like, be friendly with your exes. But yeah, if you keep talking, you're going to keep fucking. That's just how it is. Yeah. Well, you just got to move. <laughs> gotta move at least yes. one mountain range away that's my secret is like every person i broke up with i left the country after exactly it's not been like a, we live down the street he like lives across the ocean <laughs> exactly an ocean at least one ocean that is the secret um okay well how did you decide to get involved in escorting though back in 2014 this is this is also a long like odd story i want to hear all of it. <laughs> okay are you ready so uh, i uh, essentially uh, went to school to become a social worker at one point in mm. my life, in my 20s. And is that is that a four-year degree or is that like a two-year thing? Uh, there, You can either go in for a two-year diploma or else you can go into a four-year degree. Okay. And then it just goes up from there. Um, and I was working full-time and going to school full-time. And eventually I just kind of burnt out. So I sold all my stuff <laughs> and moved to London for six months, as one does. Like UK? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I support these life choices. Right? <laughs> like, sure. Makes sense. So uh, I ended up in London. And when I was there, I met uh, I met a woman who just seemed like she had it all together. And I was really just kind of like, what? Like, who? How did you get this like way? a thousand questions. Right? <laughs> and so I heard through whispers that she was dominatrix, a professional mm-hmm. dominatrix. She owned her own dungeon. She still does. And was just really successful. And she was just able to travel, had a car, like everything that I envisioned to have in my life, she had. So at one point, uh, I had a conversation with her and she taught me as much as she could teach me in a small amount of time. And eventually I decided... To come back to Canada. I'll just leave that story. That's a whole other story. <laughs> and um, I returned to Canada and started doming a little bit. And then eventually uh, that just kind of led into escorting as well. Was it separate though? Like most doms don't sleep with clients. It's, it's like a sexual energy, but it's not actual sex. Um, I've met doms who are all throughout the spectrum okay uh, so so there isn't like usually it's this it's, it's anything yeah i feel like it's kind of like a personal choice and like a personal business choice too okay. so so i know there are some spaces that look down upon that but that's just society in general exactly <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so apart from this other woman that knew you were involved did you tell anybody else you were like doing escorting or doming did you keep it to yourself um, not really. In the beginning, my closest friends knew, but I'm also from a very pretty open out there community. Some of you might know called the Burning Man community. <laughs> so, so I had this a l- very welcoming, right? <laughs> so I had a lot of space just to kind of express myself and be who I needed to be in that moment. And I never really, um, came upon anybody who objected to it like every once in a while but for the most part I've had a lot of support and I've been able to just be openly so it wasn't like a thing for you to have to like live a double life and have no one to talk to not so much like there are points in time where I do remember feeling very isolated but for the most part I have had a pretty strong community at my back 
Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Did it involve other sex workers too, or was it mostly just your friends being accepting? Um, initially, I just had. This sounds really sad to say, but initially I just had one sex worker hey, friend. One is all you need, really, <laughs> right. though. And uh, but as soon as I moved out to Vancouver, Vancouver's got a pretty big community of sex workers. How do you think it translates, like versus Toronto? Toronto also has a very big community of sex I mean, workers. It's like six million people in the right? GTA. So just stats wise, it's got to be bigger. Yeah. What's the Vancouver population? Oh, I just looked this up the other day. But quiz time. Oh no. <laughs> pressure's on i can google it i'm yeah. my own research assistant <laughs> please wait is there vancouver and surrounding area you think or just vancouver population um vancouver and surrounding area i feel like would be the most accurate okay oh it says greater that's the word i'm greater looking vancouver. for greater vancouver i'm so used to just saying gta <laughs> that says 2.5 million all right so yeah even less than half mm-hmm did you, when you did all this, hide your face or did you show it? I know that now you show it. How did that happen? I sure do. Um, so in the beginning of both times that I started working, I hid my face. Uh, as time went on, I kind of gradually hid my face less. And then uh, just recently, my choice to show my face kind of stemmed from uh, the passing of my mom, which is kind of odd i'm sorry thank you yeah it's it sucks but it's a part of life i haven't had a parent die yet but yeah if you feel sad that they were gone you love them and that's beautiful right yeah she was amazing she's an amazing human so when you say that you hit your face uh did you ever did clients ever ask to see what your face looked like anyways and you would like send some of them a picture of your face if they were out of your client or did you just never show your face ever because i know some people that don't show their face on ads and then will like send someone a picture of their face just as like uh they're on the fence about booking you no and that was never a thing no i never sent my face to anybody just wasn't a thing that i was into and that's like extra labor that they're asking of not you. even that but it's like blackmail material if you're yeah. hiding your face yeah and so like just come see it in person. Yes, that is. That's a great. There's no other way. Also, has anyone ever left because you didn't look like what they expected? No, not yet. But okay. I'm not getting like knock on wood. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. Well, that's not going to happen now because you show your face. Yeah. Have you felt that you've gotten more clients since showing your face? I feel like um, it was definitely like an exciting thing in terms of my branding. So, yeah, it picked up a little bit. But I, I'm not like beating them off with a stick because my face is showing now okay <laughs> for the record i don't think any of us are beating them off with the stick except maybe like 10 people that are the exception like i personally am not right it's and just like it's because of how disgustingly candid i am now <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of funny to think like how sensationalized we are and people think like we're so busy no honey that's time. just the image right i'm just doing a good marketing job exactly. it doesn't mean exactly. i'm busy that whole time <laughs> god damn no you ever seen an accountant firm be like we have no clients please <laughs> anyone available that wants their taxes done come here because we're desperate that's just not how you run a business no, it's not <laughs> what was it troy that's like i took a picture of me eating a steak and pretended i was going to date because just faking it till i make it i'm like uh-huh exactly i'm sure that happens a lot more than people admit so much um do you have like a preferred verbiage for escorting um i it kind of depends on who i'm talking to so 
if I am talking in terms of like advocacy or something political, I'll use the term sex worker. Uh, if I am talking to friends or people who aren't in the industry, I'll use the term escort just because I find that that's easier for them to kind of grasp. And if I'm describing myself and my services and what I provide, then I use the term companion because I feel like I'm a companion to people. Okay, I think that we're going to have to all one day next year all write up something and people can like, you know, comment on it. And then we're all just from like 50 different places in Canada going to submit to Urban Dictionary and hopefully just get that on there. <laughs> just we're going to need our own Urban Dictionary. So. Yes, it's on a date. So, yeah, I think a lot of people still call us prostitutes, though. Does that bother you? Does any word bother you or are you like okay with all of it? Um, none of them bother me. I feel like in terms of who's using them, that can be bothersome i feel like there are certain words that should be reserved for those of us in the industry and i feel like mainstream media hasn't really taken doesn't care essentially so when they use the term like prostitute or hoe or what's the other one whore yeah whore like just so loosely they don't really understand the weight that that carries and like how i think it's just misinformation though you know they're yeah. just grasping at any word they know kind of signifies what they're trying to say i don't know i don't know if there is a perfect word it's just breaking the stigma i think and then all words would be okay kind of my hope is that what is my hope when people talk about you how do you want them to talk about you in reference because we need to have labels just to be able to talk about things unfortunately it's just the labels are inaccurate I feel like the most accurate label for myself if other people were, were to be talking about me would be a sex worker. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a good umbrella term. Yeah. Because you do more than one thing. Just like every other sex worker. Right. Usually you have like 18 different things. Oh, oh my, my God. God. We do so much. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say that your <laughs> night chat flirt was? <laughs> Where can I call it, Michaela, to get that sexy voice? <laughs> it's coming. 2021. <laughs> 21? I'm just kidding. It's What's happening funny. in 2020? <laughs> Okay, I wanted to make a joke about 2020. Like, everyone's going to be, like, seeing clearly. Yeah. It's a terrible joke. No. <laughs> just put that one back in the purse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> okay, I've been, I've been asking this question wrong. So, again, I'm going to apologize for not phrasing things properly and biasing people towards not sharing their bad experiences because it's not real life. I just don't want us to be shed in a bad light, but... I think uh, people with bad experiences make for the coolest people alive, including myself. <laughs> Little humble brag there. <laughs> Did you want to share something about your childhood or something about how you progress as an individual to come to be okay with sex work and be who you are? It took a lot of unlearning to become oh a sex God, worker. yes. What a great line. Right? I don't think anybody gets out of childhood or just like growing up and developing unscathed. I'm yet to meet a person who uh, hasn't had their challenges. So I, like everyone else, of course, have had my challenges. Um, I've done a lot of work in terms of healing and therapy and just like personal development to get to the point that I'm at. But I also, part of me is just like, I don't have the energy to prove that I'm not what society wants to think that I am well it's endless though yeah the things are gonna tell you to prove it's never gonna stop right so I'm just kind of like 
Can I swear? Yes. Okay. Okay, I don't know why you're asking this. Haven't you heard me swear endlessly? I don't know. This is all professional. Oh, We're talking like in the microphone. Of, yeah. No, I drop a lot of F-bombs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my hand was just like, fuck it. Like, you can take me as I am. Like, to meet me face to face, you'll understand who I am as a human. And uh, if you don't like it, then move along seriously (laughs) i've said this on numerous other podcasts but we're not like on the street with our flyers like hi please hire me like the people on the street trying to give you like restaurant recommendations we're on a specific platform in a little nether part of the internet not bothering anyone if you don't like it move the fuck along yeah exactly yeah so yes uh from your experience is being an escort kind of a result um specifically out of bad experiences in your past like more so than another job do you think or do you think uh yeah i don't know this industry specific to certain kinds of people in your experience no this industry employs so many different people so many walks of life and it's been a pleasure learning more about people and i'm finding this out more so because of my coaching career and i i coach providers um and yeah, you never know who you're going to meet or what their background is going to be. And it's just like we rub shoulders with women with PhDs and not specifically just women, like everybody. Yeah. And lawyers, people who are have worked with animals their whole life. Like you just you never really know what somebody is going to. It's like any other industry where it draws every kind that just like the appeal of a job title. And maybe not the actual job. Like, I know a lot of lawyers that love the idea of being a lawyer. And other lawyers are like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what have I done? That doesn't mean they didn't like the idea of it. They're like, nah, not so crazy about the practice of it. It's like any other profession. Right. When do you think people started considering it like an actual profession and not a side hustle? I feel like once you get past the point of recognizing how much work it actually takes, I feel like in the beginning... You kind of you're blinded by the 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 glam, sh- shiny bright lights, right? Yeah. Um, but then once you're in it, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> this is actually going to take a lot of work and time and investment. And you either make that decision to continue on with it and put in that time and effort, or else, or else you see the ones that drop out. So yeah, like any other industry, right? Yeah, weird. <laughs> Do you have any cool special things you're working on in regards to your brand at the moment? Um, My hope is that in 2020, I'll just be able to build on what I've already built within the last couple of years. So it's been not the easiest build just because I've been dealing with everything going on in my personal life. So I'm hoping that this coming year, I'll really be able to focus and just like work more on coaching and gain (laughs) more clients that are like of my ideal client so you shared with me that yeah you did social work for a bit so you never actually worked in the social work field i did i worked in the social work field for two years and i still do uh, um some nonprofit work on the side as my volunteering gigs right now Mm -hmm. i like that like vulnerable women or vulnerable people um initially like my first job was definitely uh marginalized people but now yeah i guess you would say that my volunteer work is just like outreach to communities well i i think that a lot of people would consider 
just this judgment based that sex workers are not kind of suitable to be working with vulnerable people. Do you know what I mean? When I started escorting, I remember walking past a children's playground wherever I was. (laughs) Magical place. And I was like, oh, fuck. As soon as I become an escort, moms are going to want me around their kid anymore. People aren't going to allow me to be in these safe places anymore because I'll be labeled a bad person. Like, do you ever feel that way? Like, if people knew that you escorted, you wouldn't be allowed to do this volunteer work anymore? I'm really lucky because of the places that I do volunteer actively seek out sex workers. Really? And do they have a positive understanding? Yeah, they do. So, um, So I feel valued in that sense. And in the social services field, uh, and even in the social work field, I would like to think that there's quite a bit of acceptance, like just the, the way that we're taught and the way that we're trained. Like I'm not forthcoming with the information unless it's asked for, but for the most part, it's valued. Did you learn about sex workers in the social work program? I didn't. I, really? like most people... <laughs> watched a little tv show or several i I, wait that wasn't part of the curriculum that's crazy no No, but it should be maybe we should like (laughs) i thought it would be okay what did you watch on tv that (laughs) that churned me yeah (laughs) um i uh, i've always been fascinated like ever since i was probably 18 or 19 years old just fascinated so any kind of information that i could consume whether it be via book or tv show or documentary i took it in so yeah we're all familiar with diary of a call girl and the secret diary yeah, yeah exactly yeah i watched that when i first started too that was only like two or three seasons right it was only two or three seasons, but it was quite some time ago, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, that was like five, six years ago. Yeah. So because you said you're now a life coach, right? Mm-hmm. And you did social work. Do you think escorting and sex work is something that society needs? I definitely uh, feel like, what's the word? The proof is in the pudding. That's all I want to say. Sex work and escorting has been around since the beginning of time, and it continues to be around so it's just like it doesn't matter what any of us think about whether it should be here or not but obviously there's a need and a necessity for it because it continues to be around yeah what do you think is fulfilling that it's still here and why people disapprove of it but that it still exists like what do you think that even speaks to uh sex work is actually uh, like my thought around it is that it's very powerful and the fact that people are trying to control it speaks to how powerful it is and so this is where i start to get she's using her hands i'm trying to <laughs> trying to interpretive <laughs> dance it out <laughs> sometimes i'm not good with my words that's a great method i like right yeah just dance it out so if you could just like pick up what i'm putting down <laughs> that would be great but i would have to verbally explain it to you <laughs> the sex work interpretive dance yeah I'll take a video of that for you. Can I'll we? be there for you. <laughs> so it's obviously fulfilling a need. It's weird that people, people, politicians, all everyone is fetishizing sex to the point of not allowing women to have abortions, not letting people do sex work, um, anything that isn't sex or procreation, which seems like archaic. Right. And like handmaid's tale <laughs> Right. Which is supposed to be dystopian, not reality. <laughs> so 
Would social workers in general disagree or agree that sex workers are fulfilling a social need? All the social workers that I know would agree with it. Mind you, there are always there is always those select few super conservative (laughs) right yeah but for the most part in general told it's it's all there for a reason yeah oh that's nice i don't know because i haven't done social work so you didn't decide to stay in social work you decided to become a life coach why was that (laughs) so i got through my program and right at the end i was just kind of frustrated with the fact that we We learned a lot about who we are and how we got here and our story of origin. But I kept being like, okay, what next? Like, what, how do we, you know, I do this thing and it doesn't necessarily help me move to being the person that I want to be. Like, how do I not do this thing anymore? And there was no answer for that. Yeah. And so that's when I was just kind of like, oh, like, this is not, not what I want not what I need and I had to make the very very difficult decision to leave the program because of course everybody is just like what like you're almost done why why would you leave why not just finish the thing right and it just didn't feel good it didn't sit well in my heart (laughs) so I decided to leave the program and just kind of leave it open and I just waited waited for whatever my next step was to come to me and as a life coach, did you take like a certification? Did you just call yourself that? I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm just no, no. curious. This is a good conversation to have because because that happens. So I did go to school for life coaching through a pretty predominant school in Vancouver. It's about a six month program. Okay. And then, um, but the thing is, life coaching isn't regulated. It's not regulated yeah. in Canada. It's not regulated in the U.S. I believe. I've seen some things where you go to like Bali for like two days and then you're a certified life coach. Right? I'm like no way. Exactly. Buddy that dropped out of five things and murdered someone <laughs> could just be a life coach now. Exactly. And so you could literally just order a book off Amazon and put it on your website tomorrow and call yourself a life coach. Mind you, like. I believe in like a decolonized approach to education. However, when you're dealing with people's deep set habits and like mind processes and stuff like that, it puts me at ease to know that somebody would have some training. Yeah. Yeah. It seems really hard to qualify what that might be, though, if you're not familiar with what the certification is. Yeah. Google it, I guess. Yeah. Use that search engine. Right. <laughs> Who is your typical client as a life coach now? So I work primarily with artists and sex workers. Mm, I like that. Giving back to the community. Yeah. And you know what? They're my favorite clients. Like I stopped working with vanilla folks because I just, I'm like, nope, I found my people. <laughs> your problems are like non-relevant to these <laughs> problems right now. <laughs> boring AF. <laughs> Spice it up a bit. Yeah, that's true. We do add a lot of spice to life. <laughs> yeah. How would you say that seeing clients on a booking compares to being a life coach? Um, so one of my friends in Vancouver described them, their personality and bookings as them on their best behavior. And I find that in bookings, I don't always go there. Like I'll always be truthful and genuine, but I won't call out anything that I'm just kind of like, hey, you're being stupid. <laughs> sort this out yeah so uh, um unless i've had that permission and the desire 
um, to do kind of coaching work, then I don't go there. Well, yeah, a lot of escorts call themselves life coaches or therapists. Do you think there's any merit to that as a concept? Um, a couple of thoughts and feelings about this. I definitely, I've heard it for sure in jest too, or I've even said it myself, um, in jest. However, I definitely think there is some validity. Is that the word? Yeah, validity. Yeah, in terms of the benefits of seeing an escort, um, and how that would definitely be a facet of. I don't want to say healing process, but like, uh, yeah, everything's a healing process. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I just haven't heard anybody seriously be like, I'm a therapist. Don't go to your therapist because you're seeing me in escort. Not that you know? don't go to your therapist, yeah. but that this is a kind of therapy that's like feeding your soul in a way. Yeah. I definitely see that. And it's, it's just like massage therapy, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a kind of therapy. So I can definitely picture it like that. It's a version of soul therapy. Maybe mm-hmm. not a life coach, but a version of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, have you found that big changes in someone's life affect them? And do you think that seeing a companion could actually help with that? Or do you think that only, only real life coaches and therapists can help with that? Um, I think my personal beliefs, so I don't want to like impose this on anybody, is that it kind of takes a village. If you're going through big changes. I don't think that's your personal belief. They yeah. have history, like <laughs> decades, centuries. I don't think there's like a cure-all. So uh, definitely wherever you can draw support and anything that that helps you along with this process, go for it. But uh, I don't think just seeing an escort is going to help with that, although it can help with some things. What are those things? (laughs) I feel like personally that seeing an escort is finally one part where people are okay with being authentic and i feel like they're not okay with being authentic and vulnerable in a lot of other parts of their life even at home but it's like the one place where you can just be yourself because there's no expectations about what you have to do or be totally apart from respectful yeah and that is so so valuable and i've just been doing a lot of reading recently in terms of like our nervous system and situations and things that calm our nervous system because um for anybody who's experienced trauma, like they might be living in kind of an elevated state. And so uh, basically like all the things that happen when you're seeing an escort physiologically, like that's going to bring you down to a kind of like a resting state. And I'm not a doctor. Please don't quote me on this. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a theory that I have. So (laughs) no, I think that has a lot of validity. (laughs) Well, in all this experience you have, what do you think personal growth means? Personal growth, um, I feel like it is just the ability and the humility to take a look at yourself and kind of take stock of areas where you might not be satisfied and where in the way that you're performing and seeking out help or, or seeking out change. How do you know if you've done something better? What is enough to be a measurable change in a positive direction? Oh, that's, that's, you have to define that. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I know. I wish, I wish I had it's this. That, it's that old saying. I don't even know if it's an old saying. Maybe it's a new saying. But yeah, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not somebody else. Definitely. Um, are there any specific tips or tricks you've discovered that helps one reach their goals? Even making the goals in the first place? This is always like, I call myself a goal nerd. 
because yeah. as soon as somebody mentions goals show me the spreadsheet <laughs> i know i just <laughs> my powerpoint presentation come, pops up magically and i'm like f yes let's do this <laughs> there is a projection screen in here <laughs> where did that come from <laughs> oh you know um so um there are a couple of different steps, but a really important one is just having a solid vision of where you want to go. And you'll hear most coaches, like, we're we're going to hammer down that vision. That um, vision board. Yeah, exactly. It's really important um, to have the very long-term vision, so, like, where you want to end up five years from now, and then just kind of break it down. So maybe do a three-year, a one-year, and then go from there. Lots of people find that to be a daunting task, though. What's your advice for people considering it that probably aren't going to do it? They're like, yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. Can you give some words of advice for them to actually do it right now? It makes all the difference, honestly. Um, and if you're having trouble getting started with anything, start with a micro step. So if your vision board involves you being on Pinterest and, like, pinning, maybe your micro step is to open your computer and just get your web browser onto Pinterest. You don't have to pin anything in there. Just open up Pinterest and kind of leave it at that. And what you'll find is that as soon as you start with the micro step, other things just kind of naturally flow. I would agree with that. You got to at least start somewhere mm -hmm. and just saying you will and not actually doing that first yeah, yeah. step yeah. isn't going to help you. <laughs> well, we're almost at New Year's. Do you have any advice or tips for people with New Year's resolutions? I know it's a huge thing. Especially for life coaches, you must get this all the time. I'm not working out anymore. It's the third week of January. My whole year's ruined. New Year's this is my busiest month. So January, like in January or yeah, December? January is okay. my busiest busiest month. Um, Gearing up for the busiest time of the year. It's true. This is this is my month of just preparing for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So New Year's, it's kind of hard now because what we're like the first week in December. If you are gearing up to kind of pursue a new year's resolution i would say start now well they can't though because when we air this it'll be like almost new year's <laughs> start you're yesterday. telling me and i appreciate it <laughs> i'm gonna do it because i'm like up to my ass and work <laughs> so the best advice for the new year is just to get started on those tips and tricks and try to do something but it can be a really fun practice to just make a vision board. I know it's really lame, but like get those old magazines and newspapers and cut out pictures. It's actually a lot of fun. And I feel like writing things down and having visuals is how you remember what your goals are. As lame as that sounds, I get confused all the time. And the only way you remember is by writing something down. Totally. I'm an avid writer. And I'm like... Do you have a journal? I have... 18 journals okay, if you said no get the fuck out of here <laughs> no, right i have a ridiculous amount of journals and it's kind of funny because if man if i kick the bucket <laughs> you want me to publish i'll publish whatever <laughs> has to go through my house it's just Sense, gonna be like, like audio consent right here <laughs> yeah oh well i'm really glad that we got through um this really cool topic quickly not like it's bad to talk a lot but uh, I had professors in university say, you should be able to write an 80-page essay in 10 pages if need be. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as you get all that information out there, you should be able to do both. And I feel like we did it. Is there anything else you want to just kind of say about, I guess, just on the topic of self-progression, self-improvements? Yeah. I would also like to just take the stigma out of asking for help. 
mm-hmm. or just asking in Why general. Why do you think it looks bad? What do you think people think they look like? I feel like we've just been taught to be self-sufficient. Um, Which is the goal, but that doesn't mean you won't need help along the way to get there. Right? And community is valuable. And that's also, I also, I call it a superpower. If you have community, you have a superpower. And just like the ability and the freedom to ask for help when and where you need it you'll make progress so much faster. So don't be afraid to ask for help. You even said it takes a village because it literally used to take a village to raise one kid. And now as adults, we're just supposed to know everything. Right? Or not. Why don't we learn how to do our taxes in high school? <laughs> Why is that don't not a get thing? get me started. Like, what the fuck is going what on about there? credit? There's like so many things that we're, it's a constant learning process. And we're never going to know it all. We're never going to reach this ultimate peak height where we've got it all under control it's just like you just have to embrace that we're in a constant state of learning but as you said you have to unlearn and then you have to learn like a whole new curriculum and like you got like till tomorrow to learn it (laughs) unlearn and then learn this whole new curriculum that's actually going to serve you as an adult it's insane right so i don't really know how anyone could do that not ask for help and in my experience, actually, people that ask me questions, I'm glad they're asking. And I like that they're not like, oh, no, I know what to do here. No, I don't need your help. I'm like, you clearly do. <laughs> and it's really annoying to watch you try because you're spouting out bullshit, number one. Number two, you're being a dick. Number three, I want to just tell you anyways, but you're not listening. Right. Ugh. Just get it together. <laughs> Ask for fucking help. Learn. Move along. Help somebody else. Circle jerk of love. A circle jerk of fluff. <laughs> Check. It's going on my website. <laughs> Helps facilitate I circle jerk like of fluff. I rudeness shows that you're open to anything. Yeah. So not in that way, but just open to any kind of personality. <laughs> God, I got so off topic so quickly. So what would you say you dislike and like most about this industry? Um, so what I like the most about it is that it's constantly changing and I find that challenging Mm. and that's what keeps me here is that we're never dealing with the same thing day in and day out and I feel like that's what yeah won me over (laughs) I like a challenge (laughs) it's a very good answer it does change every week yeah every week so you have to stay on top of it um and I like the idea of constantly learning marginalized sex workers um are dealing with a very different industry and it's because we are sex workers it's okay or still considered okay just to treat people the way people are being treated and that's kind of shitty i don't know i haven't really been independent that long like when i first started was for an agency and then i did arrangements and so this whole like world of even seeing who's out there is like new to me it takes a long time though i feel like i don't see a lot of workers out there like you very much see who's in your circle and no one else Mm -hmm. even like who gets tweeted who talks about stuff with people like i'm gonna have to go into other areas completely to find people yeah and there's a lot of value in that just because different perspectives on the industry give you a a bigger picture so i definitely uh, totally support that and i think there's a lot of value in checking out those other areas for sure it makes me sound dumb, but I'm going to put out there that I didn't even know there was other areas to look in. I literally didn't think there was that many sex workers when I started doing this. So I'm like, oh, I know these 10 escorts and a few mm-hmm. more. 
that's all the escorts there are. No one's doing this. And I wasn't like, oh, there's other areas I'm neglecting. I'm like, they don't exist mm-hmm. because I didn't even know this big of a group existed. So it really wasn't coming out of a bad place. I didn't really look further because I thought everyone was just on this one platform and whoever isn't on there isn't escorting because it's such a hush-hush industry. But yes, as we're uncovering, as I'm uncovering and now sharing with everyone, there are a lot of different kinds of sex workers in a lot of different places. And one platform does not have all the different escorts on it. You're going to have to look a little bit deeper. And you might find someone who fits you way better than the only people on that platform. Just a little bit more research, a little university level research. Get out there. <laughs> Hopefully I will give people more access to this stuff and have a resources page soon. Just add it to the list. Just add it to the list. <laughs> So do you think that you have a retirement date in mind? You know, it's funny. Ever since I was young, I told myself that I planned to retire by the time I was 42. Like work or escorting? I have no idea. That's just okay. the number. And it <laughs> Retirement's was like, 42. Yeah. And it was before I was in escorting. Okay. I just told myself 42 was my magic age. And it was, it's just out there enough that... I want to make it happen <laughs> at, at least have the option where like I don't I like necessarily that. have to make an income by that age like there'll either be some kind of residual income or whatever coming in so we'll see we'll see what I can do I support this life goal yeah I want that for you <laughs> sleep in right <laughs> what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about sex workers the biggest misconception that I come up against is that we're we're so sensationalized all of my friends and everyone think that I'm just living this high life, flying all over the world, like getting the paid. The glorification is real. Right? Tens of thousands of dollars. Like, you know, never a worry. <laughs> like, I'm just. <laughs> and so I don't get to charge HST, GST payments on top of my rate. I get to pay that out of my rate on right? top of other taxes. So, like, beware, buyer, that uh, <laughs> it's not as glory filled as it seems. Right? So, um, it, the one thing that I really like about growing my network recently is just getting to meet everybody at all these different levels and we're all such like regular normal human beings dealing with in the compliment way because that is both the worst (laughs) insult and the best compliment yeah just dealing with like the same shit like nothing it's it's actually quite refreshing and kind of funny at the same time we're just any other professional basically except we don't get the same benefits don't get the same benefits and have probably hopefully better stories i mean hopefully (laughs) do you have a current favorite book or one you always recommend to people i basically only read to either learn about marketing or coaching that's great (laughs) do you have a favorite marketing coaching book favorite marketing book i just finished one by seth i don't know how you pronounce this right behind you go in yeah that's the one you got it <laughs> god damn yeah. funny story he's a legend uh, he's so good yeah i forgot to download my spotify playlist so i couldn't listen to it on my flight over so i had to re-listen to the book that i have downloaded on my phone and it was you good fell in love with it again it was it was good i needed it i needed the How refresher long is that flight five hours four and a half hours yeah oof um do you have a favorite tv show this is an easy one <laughs> yeah I'm such of course a, I do. <laughs> I'm such a nerd through and through. Um, my most recent favorite TV show is called Engineering Fails. I think. I know. I I saw that face. She I mean, what? Face. <laughs> what? 
what channel is this on? I don't know. I just watch it on my computer. But basically, it goes through history and just goes through the worst engineering fails that mankind has faced and breaks it down and he kind of deconstructs it and then goes on to tell you how they've gone to make things safer because of these like huge disaster failures. I could see that. It's pretty cool. I don't know how you found that, but that's amazing. amazing. (laughs) Anyone wanting to see some disasters, uh, check that out. (laughs) And give me a call. (laughs) Yeah, if you want that date to include some engineer fails. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) Do you have a biggest companion crush at the moment? Um, My biggest companion crush is... Basically, because I feel like we're pretty kindred spirits. So I'm hoping to meet Alexis the Great out of OC, I think. OC? Yeah, she's based in the OC. Oh, okay. I don't know if I follow her. I'm going to check that out. I love getting these recommendations, Mm -hmm. though. Someone I might not be following yet because I'm so up my own ass. Thank you. (laughs) Get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) We can work on that after. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Is there anything else you want to leave as kind of parting advice to all the other escorts and listeners out there? You bet there is. <laughs> you betcha. Um, my hope in 2020 is that we really just embrace taking up space. So whether you're planning to like rebrand or just like expand or speak up more on sex work, if you are in a space and have the capacity to like, fuck yeah, take up more space. Uh, our work is valid and it's valuable. So I like that. That's, yeah, I yeah, know that really works. I feel like I don't have the right to a lot of the time. You do. You got this. Thanks, Life Coach. <laughs> Anytime. It'll be $40. <laughs> it's okay, everybody. I bought her a salad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening. This episode was short and sweet. Thank you, Michaela. I've attached her Twitter and website in the show notes for everyone. Happy holidays and stay curious.